Hello, you are listening to the Fantasy Among Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Dunn, and I am super pumped to get into today's episode. We have Drew DeVoe. Drew DeVoe is a very accomplished fantasy player, for those who don't know. Uh, A couple quick stats on Drew. He is a two-time regular season champion in the Fantasy Among Bros League. He has led the league in scoring two years, and he also has four uh, playoff appearances in seven years. So uh, quite the resume for Drew DeVoe. He's going to come on and make a big announcement for you guys. So sit back, relax, uh, enjoy the show. Sounds good. All right. We'll do it. So I'm not going to just give you a bunch of softballs. All right. That sounds good. Okay. Well, thank you, Drew, for coming on. Um, Quite excited that uh, you joined us today. For those who don't know, can you tell the listener a little about your background, your fantasy sports, uh, philosophy, history, um, just anything you'd like the listener to know about uh, Drew DeVoe or Drew Deasy, as they call you. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. So, yeah, my uh, as Kyle introduced, my name is Drew DeVoe. Um, a little background about my personal self. I'm an educator. I hold an associate's degree in arts. I have a bachelor's degree in sociology social studies, and I'm currently in my last semester acquiring my master's in teaching degree. Um, I'm also a sports coach, coaching basketball for the last seven years. Um, just started coaching baseball as well. Uh, my fantasy sports career has typically revolved around football, starting about seven years ago, entering the Fantasy Among Bros League. Um, also done a couple other leagues through uh, NBA Fantasy and uh, MLB Fantasy. Uh, so, um, you know, the fantasy realm been pretty active in and enjoy it and uh, as Kyle stated I've had success in my fantasy among bros league some success playoffs eh, still still been a little stuck there right success there but regular season I've had some success so um well thank you Drew um yeah it just sounds like uh, you're a very well-rounded individual I appreciate Um, it you know very sociology degree so you kind of see the whole the whole perspective globally um yeah i try to you know i really uh taking consideration uh, everyone's points of views and how you know i'll kind of go into that later on in the okay the um, podcast we really care about uh views of other people and their um opinions so okay and kind of speaking of that um if for those who don't know drew devoe is uh, decided to uh, retire from fantasy among bros fantasy football league and in order to form a, a spinoff league. So um, Drew, why does now feel like the right time to, to start that endeavor? Hey, yeah, I think after playing uh, fantasy football in the same league for quite a while, I think uh, there's just some chime for Change, you know, we all need change in our lives, and this league will be quite drastically different um, okay. than what people are used to uh, in the fantasy among bros in typical standard leagues. Um, I'll talk about it later in the podcast about uh, more in depth on the league. Uh, I think another reason would be uh, just my frustrations with uh, previous commissioners in league in the league, and after this last season, I just 
believe it was time for a change of leagues. And uh, so starting up the league, the league will be called, drumroll please, the Washed Up Fantasy League. Oh, so okay. I, I'm going to write that down. Yep. So I came up with the Washed Up Fantasy League because usually, you know, our friends and uh, close friends of friends who typically play fantasy, I have a love for sports and probably played sports competitively once in their life. So, you know, we're at the point where uh, we're not that athletically oh, okay. inclined and, and athletically gifted anymore. So I feel like we like to play fantasy for the competitive spirit in that right. uh, sense of uh, sport and athletics or in uh, competition. So I kind of came up with the, the washed up fantasy league because we're all washed up athletes who like to co- still compete. So nice. I love it. Um, just especially for me, you know, I just get my, my com- competition fixed. Absolutely. Through fantasy. So I love it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah so, uh, you know, and that's why I felt like, the right time um just you know in my personal life there's a bunch of change going on uh, a lot of uh stuff so i felt like you know what why as well uh start something new and um everyone's okay. everyone's uh invited to join and if you like the rules and the buy-ins and the name and the format after the end of the podcast uh come talk to me and i'll uh, yeah. see what i can do yeah. Reach out. Drew is uh, actively recruiting for his league. Um, I know for one, I'll be uh, dual leaguing. I'll be in the fantasy among bros as well as the Washington Fantasy League. So um, just more competition. So I love it. Um, you know, some of the I, – I know you are going to be able – you're going to hear this, um, that, you know, not being able to get over the hump in the fantasy among bros league yep. kind of – you kind of – you know, you just haven't had success, so is this is that play into it? You want to kind of get a league where uh, just a, a clean slate? No, absolutely not. You know, I, I, I feel like I've had success. You know, I've won money off. I've got two years. I've got my money back in the league. I'm nice. winning the regular season championship. Uh, it's not about the success. It's just uh, more about just the frustrations with the league and feel like, um, having fun was kind of lost in the art, you know, even okay, though we're yeah. being competitive and, um, I just felt like I wasn't having as much fun in that league. You know, obviously with all your friends, it's fun. Um, but there's just a lot of drama, a lot of stuff that was going on and didn't feel like, uh, felt like it's time for a change. And I felt like I'd, I could head a different league with uh, a little more structure to it. So. Right, and I think you're a great um, candidate at, for a commissioner. I know you've um, experience have experience working with uh, parks and rec departments. Obviously, yep. you're involved in sports and athletics, so uh, it's just it seems like a nice blend of uh, your philosophies that would make for a good commissioner. Speaking of that, what is your philosophy for being a fantasy football commissioner? Yeah, I, I really wanted to touch base on this and. Ex- uh, express to uh, the listeners and people who might be interested about why they might want, want to join the Washed Up Fantasy League. And my philosophy as commissioner will revolve around two main aspects. The first aspect uh, would be flexibility. And so when I'm talking about flexibility, 
this league is going to be revolved around a system where all all owners have a voice in the rules, regulations, approach to this league. I want if someone brings up an issue or a rule change, I want them to be heard, and I and I'll do my part as commissioner to really research whatever they are feeling like needs to okay. be changed and express that to the owners of the league verbally and uh, talk about it. Hey, is this something we want to do? Is this something we want to change? And that's something that I really think was lacking in the last league. Um, there wasn't a lot of change going on. I know we had a great change this last year going to half point PPR. And I thought that was a great change to the league. And I feel like a lot of people really accepted that. And that was a great, but other than that, um, I felt like we could have evolved a little more. Uh, so you think it's just a little stagnant and you're kind of want yeah, to, you know, and push the envelope on fantasy. Yeah. And uh, I agree. I think, uh, yeah. And just flexibility on issues and rules should be a must in any kind of community. You know, it doesn't have to be a fantasy league. And so, um, yeah, that's my that that would be my first uh, philosophy. And my second one, I kind of touched base on this uh, earlier on in the podcast. Is I want to make sure that all my owners are having fun. You know, okay. like this is a fun competitive league. I believe if all the owners are having fun, the activity and participation in the league can be at an all time high. You know, if I know that. Um, we previously talked off air just about participation levels, activity levels in leagues. And if people are really enjoying themselves and having fun, they're going to really participate and act, be active in what they're doing and take things uh, seriously. And so that's going to be my two philosophies in the league. Um, and so I think if I revolve them around, revolve that league around those two philosophies uh it could be a, yeah. a great league and uh it could last quite a while so you know that's my plan and nice the, the important thing is that you have a, a philosophy you're flexible and it's a system yep. so you know those two pillars will will go a long way along with uh you know the constant mission to keep it fun um i do have to ask though um as a you know another avid span- fantasy sports fan and participant i've been in a number of leagues that you were the commissioner and you know example fantasy baseball mm-hmm. it was a five dollar buy-in you weren't able to collect and mm-hmm. you weren't able to uh kind of get that season-long participation what is your i know football is a different uh, animal it's a little more fun it lends well to the fantasy game a little more but what is your um you know how are you going to hold line what is your plan for uh, participation specifically. So. Oh yeah, thanks for being uh, blunt about that. Definitely, um, in previous leagues, you know, like baseball, and I've tried to do baseball, I've tried to do uh, NBA one, and I don't think I ever tried to do a buy-in for the NBA one. Uh, but baseball, you know, we tried to do this year, um, try to make something happen that my league and rules weren't quite set up correctly and so it kind of made an influx participation wasn't at a time high and i think base mlb fantasy is a different game uh as far as fantasy you know uh Mm -hmm. you gotta set your lineup every day you gotta really do your research 
Um, but like I was talking about um, now with my philosophies, I didn't really have a core philosophy. That was more for just shits and gigs, sort of say, um, mm-hmm. for the MLB and NBA one. And so I'll definitely take this one way more seriously. I'll, I'll talk about it more in, um, about the league when we talk about the league's buy-in and rules and formats and wow. talk about how seriously I'll, I'll be taking this. And, okay. Um, but yeah, I definitely in previous um, leagues that weren't NFL, um, definitely learned from them as far as what it takes to be commissioner. And um, even though that, like I said, they weren't very serious leagues, you can still learn a lot from them. So. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it was still yeah. fun for the people who participated. Yeah, and that was the big thing was uh, just lack of participation. You know, there, there's probably in our 10-man fantasy baseball league we had last year, there's like four guys participating. So that made it not fun. And, you know, it probably won't happen again this year, obviously, because there's no baseball. But um, maybe down yeah. the line. And, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, uh, yeah, this new one. And I hope people uh, realize I'll take it seriously. And, yeah. Okay, sweet, man. Um, so touching with kind of your philosophy, um, learning experiences, et cetera, through the years, what have you learned for commissioners that uh, have, have ran a league that you participated in? Is there anything that, um, you know, you'd like to emulate that you learn from, et cetera? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I know that the rest of the league uh, that we've been in, in the fantasy among bros is People have uh, seen a lot of um, drama and a lot of uh, scandals that have happened as far as paying on time goes and, um, you know, a lot of uh, freakouts and uh, big uh, debunks or just scandals that have happened, Uh, OBJ and the father and son scandal and you know i'm just gonna really try to um prevent that kind of drama from happening um i mean the biggest thing is that i just it it needs there needs to be some like structure and just accountability and uh i feel like as one of the owners in a league for for a while um, the biggest thing for me, I just felt like I, there's been a dictatorship in the league um, okay. for the commissioner. Someone just calling, just calling the shots, calling the you shots. know. And uh, okay. for example, when there have been trades that have seemed seem possibly unfair or perhaps like collusions suspected, okay. whether there has it's collusion or not, and most of the time it's not. Uh huh. But. Uh, the commissioner but in the he, past had didn't have any sort of veto system that the owners could use. Yeah, the, there's no policies right. in place to prevent. Yeah, you know, not that there ever was, but right. you were you were wanting policies that would prevent corruption. And okay. so there was no other way for the owners to voice their opinions, rather than than just te- either texting the commissioner or putting in the league uh, chat, there's no other way for those owners to voice their opinions about those kind of traits. Um, And another, in my opinion, it's because owners don't want to verbally speak out on an issue that could involve one of their friends in the league. 
because they don't want to either upset their friends. Yes, they could just think it's a stupid thing and it's not a big deal and they don't want to voice their opinion. But there might be some people in the league who are upset about this. And so, okay. why not? But so, my big thing is, why not have that system in place? What is the consequences to having a veto system? Well, the um, well, I could think off right off the bat is, like you said, you know, you know, ninety nine percent of the trades are going to be, you know, clean, yeah. and it depends on like the trade. What I all personally speak for. Um, the the veto thing not being viable is that you know some guys only check their league every Mondays or every Tuesdays and they're if I don't usually get a trade done till after waivers or like kind of that Tuesday that Thursday Wednesday middle of the week type time because everyone's letting the dust settle on that other week I want to see how guys view their upcoming lineup and at the time I could send an offer out it's you know Wednesday Thursday. And if I get that trade accepted, I could just go, you know, get those through on my lineup and I could work on the waivers and really kind of uh, structure my roster, articulate it the way I think is best for that week. That yeah, makes absolutely. Sense? And so when my argument is talking about, it's not about getting that vote through, it sort of say. I'm not saying that okay. I'm in need of veto system because I know everyone's going to vote. Okay. I'm saying that okay. at least there's a system in place for those people who don't believe it. Cause at least, at least if I had an option to vote or veto something that I firmly believe did not sit well with me, at least I have an, a, like a button I can press to say, here's my vote anonymously here's my vote and i don't believe this was fair in the okay. other leagues i was no one has a say rather than just hey i don't think this is right i mean i don't have any say in doing anything does that make sense okay. like it's just like it's yeah, just like so... our voting for elective system yeah there's going to be people who don't vote for elected officials but at least they have an option to vote for it Right. So um, let's just get into, I know the listener is really curious about uh, this new league's buy-in name rules and format. Just so the listener kind of has yeah, a, for sure. you know, a full view of what this league is all about. Great. Yeah. So this uh, format, I'm going to be aiming to get about 12 or 14 uh, owners, depending on the interest I receive. Um, no more, no less than 12 or 14 um, you know, if it's less, then we could do 10. Um, if I get less than 10, probably won't do the league. Um, but this will be a keeper league. So on the ESPN app. Okay. So in this keeper league, what a keeper league is, so at the end of the year, so at the end of the fantasy year, you'll be able to keep anywhere from two to four players after the season. So the reason I say two to four is because I'll be talking with the owners um, in the near future, how many they think that we should do in the, um, how many we should keep in the keeper league. That's part of, uh, owner's expression and owner's interest I'll have. Not going to set that as firm or set in stone yet. Um, so also this league will have, um, a, a super flex option. 
So, oh, cool. that's something I've, I've been clamoring for that. In, yeah. In my other so, um, so for those are you are like, what the hell is a super flex? You may ask. Well, this flex position is like usual where you can start running back, a tight end, a wide receiver, or in this case with the super flex, you can start another QB. So, nice. why the what what about this can change a lot of things? What what does this format do? So, having the ability to start a second QB. So it's not a it's not a standard quarterback two league where you have to start a quarterback two. It's the option to start this second quarterback if you'd want. So this this uh, format influences uh, the draft a bunch. Quarterbacks could be uh, prioritized higher in the league than one that you can only start one quarterback. Um, day-to-day waiver wires, um, you know, there's there's more because usually if we're gonna have a if we're gonna pick up another quarterback, it's just the either uh, for quarterbacks on buy um, or just have a guy just sit on your bench. This way, you can have another guy actively playing for you week in and week in. Right. Let me talk to you know, and I I super excited about the super flex. Um, also, when you have two quarterbacks running out there for your fantasy team. I think it makes Sunday Absolutely. a little more fun yeah. watching two, you know, and just like you mentioned, today's, it's a quarterback driven league. So why not have a quarterback driven fantasy? Absolutely. Um, experience? You know, I know a lot of uh, owners really like having a quarterback running back duo, quarterback receiver duo. In this way, you can have, there's more of an option to have those kind of duos or, uh, you know, it's really exciting when a quarterback you start, throws a touchdown to a wide receiver you started as well you know and right so it and brings that kind of flair that kind of uh excitement to it and option as well so definitely and you know say you're only able to get 12 guys that really helps out like the strategy and make the league a lot absolutely right away. yeah so um so. i know there's some interest in uh, some owners for that super flex and uh we're gonna go ahead and uh put that in the league start so talk about the buy-ins. Um, it'll be a $25 buy-in. Um, and uh, so this money, everyone must turn the money in before the draft. So Okay, money due before. Yeah, I'll write I know uh, that would be good for you to write that down, Kyle. Um, <laughs> you know, and if that person doesn't turn it in before the draft, I'll express that that person is no longer in the league and we'll figure out what we're going to do for the draft. Uh, okay. And uh, if we can, might have to set the draft back a day or two, maybe try to find someone that's willing to pay r- right up close. Um, and so we'll figure it out, but that person no longer will be able to uh, be in the league. So, so you're, yep. you're drawing a yep. hard line. It's a, it's a out of the league. You're not yep. in the league. So, no yeah, basically. So when, you don't even get a. There's no uh, compete. So, yeah. Okay, that's Absolutely. a good way well, to handle it. You know, it. there's been uh, two instances. You know, now from the last, last yeah. league. Two. Two out of seven. Two out of eight years. Yep. Two out of seven. So that's pretty good. You know that that percentage isn't. No, it's not. Where it needs so, to be. Uh, drafting okay. rules, real quick. 
Uh, first year will be a standard ra- randomized snake draft just to start the league off. Okay. Um, after the first year, the team that finishes last. So uh, there's two different options I have here. And there's another we'll leave it up to the owners to, to talk about. Um, since, you know, the first year will be just standardized so we can talk about later on draft strategies. Um, another option. Oh, well, I'm sorry. So the first year, the team that finishes last is option one. We'll get a choice of where they like to pick. Then the second to last, we'll get to choose where they like to pick. And then so on until the champion gets the last slot of the oh, draft. Okay. Another option that nice. I would present to the owners could be a, a draft lottery format for the bottom four teams. So like oh. the NBA draft lottery okay. would so okay. we would randomize draws for the top pick. So the last place team would have 60% odds. Second to last would have 30% odds. Third to last would have 7% odds. And the fourth would have 3% odds to secure that uh, top spot. So um, that's just another fun way to do it. And then the fifth, the fifth to last would mm-hmm. automatically get that fifth spot and then so on. So, um, so yeah. Uh, those are other than that okay. um, the rules are still being formulated there's typically uh, scoring rules are going to be pretty much the same um, the s- yeah the standard with yeah the half, uh, PPR. half PPR um, then also the only thing I could think about different that would be from the fantasy among bros league with that I I'll probably have um, six point uh kickoff or uh, field goals so if it's 60 yards or higher they'd be six points instead of five um and then yeah so those are rules for the new league and uh, well i'm excited i know um you know i can only speak for myself but this is a something that i've been interested in for a while yeah um, keeper league super flex all the bells and whistles of a Absolutely. fantasy yeah. league, so uh, that you could ever dream of. So you've been in this league, the fantasy among bros, before your um, yep retirement. You're uh, you were always the mighty Morphin Flower Rangers, and um, I to this day don't know what that is about. So can you kind of go into uh, your story behind that name, and is it going to be? Are you going to shift that into the new? League? Uh, it's, it's funny to tell you the truth. There's not much to say about the Mighty Morphin Flower Rangers just been a part like you said been the same name same logo for the last seven years um it kind of started off just talking about uh well I was just trying to look up a cool name you know original name I don't I'm not really a fan of those um corny names that have the players in them you know because you know right yeah fun player puns (laughs) I mean, they're fun, fun. but you're going to have to eventually change your name. So I wanted something. I mean, you might not have to, but. Oh, yeah. I wanted a brand. You know, people want to. Like, oh, wow. Can I get that sweatshirt? Can I get that shirt? You know? So I'm building a brand. So I was just searching, found a custom logo. Uh, I thought Mighty Morphin Flower Rangers, Power Power Rangers, you know? It's kind of funny. It's kind of stupid. So at the same time, so. I don't know. I just thought it was original, and uh, okay. and announcement it. right here: Mighty Morphin Flower Rangers will be back in the washed up fantasy. Oh, league. so oh, okay. So we'll have a, yeah. a familiar also, face. Also, Kyle, for the new I forgot to mention one thing on the rules. Um, I had my uh, stuff messed up here. I forgot to talk about 
free agency on the rules of yeah i really wanted oh, to yeah. talk about this so i've heard a lot of interest on fab and we're going to implement that in the league as well so fab with a free agent acquisition budget is a lot different than free agent mm-hmm. just typical free agent waiver wires where whoever's in last place and gets first waiver priority so so the fab or free agent acquisition budget, each team gets a budget of imaginary dollars to use for the season. So in like really high-end leagues, there's about, they, I think they do like $1,000. So, but in this league's budget, we're going to do $250 and the minimum bid is $1. So what you do is each week you bid on free agents rather than, so everyone has the opportunity to get the guy they want. It's just how much are you willing to bid on that free agent? And once you bid, that money's gone. So if you use up your $250 for the year, then you're, you don't have any dollars left and you're pretty much don't have anything to bid on. So if you really want this guy okay. in week one, you say, um, I'm going to use all $250. Then that's, then you'll have no more dollars just to bid on for the rest of the year. So what I really like about this no. is, uh, uh, you know, Fab is a little more fair than waiver wires based on like standings and waiver priority. Um, I have an example for like, for example, in the 2018-19 uh, season, like the big free agent after week one was uh, Broncos running back Philip Lindsay. I think we all remember that and how that. Uh, so yeah. in some high stakes league, he went from like 40, 50 percent of that their budget. Uh, so like in this case, be $175, a lot of people would spend on them because they really thought, um, so if you really want to be, want that player, you can go get him aggressively. If you're on waiver wire priority as the 10th out of 12 teams, you weren't getting Lindsay really, you know? So, and after week one, you could have just had a bad week in that team ends up winning the championship just because you're 0 and 1 and you know and they can end the season with two losses so it's you know it's really i think it's a lot more fair with fab everyone gets a shot to acquire any player it's all up to the individual there's a lot of strategy to it so um that's another thing we're gonna probably we're going to implement in this league so another another change in rules and uh, i think it's going to work out for for the better so Awesome. Yeah, I've been another thing that I've been interested in. So this is going to be a, a quite a few um, distinctions from fantasy among bros, which is kind of yep. kind of cool because you also don't want to be a copycat, yeah, and, copycat uh, league. So waivers will or fab will happen on Wednesday. So everything will go through. I know we're typically used to Thursdays, um, but uh, yeah. So oh, day earlier. We're, yep. We'll be so it'll happen on wednesdays so but that's subject to change as well so we'll talk about that um we'll talk about that a little bit more i know a lot of stuff comes out wednesday um as far as articles and waiver wire pickups and stuff like that so we might want to change that a little bit but we'll we'll talk about that yeah we'll talk to the owners you'll talk talk to it talk about being exactly so okay okay well um my last question about this league okay. is kind of a scenario question. Say that um, you're dealing with um, a husband who says, all right, 
his wife says to him, all right, babe, you have $25 to spend this year on fantasy football. Okay. So I could either, you know, not me, but this person could either choose um, one league or the other to play because it's both $25 buy-ins for each of the leagues. So what is, you know, before we mentioned, I guess this question is already answered, but what's going to separate this league from you other know, leagues real quick so that I would yeah, you know, no, want to spend a, I like year. this scenario. And, you know, Kyle, I think my philosophies as a commissioner in the dedication I'm going to bring to my owner's opinions will, and just the different kind of rules, the excitement of the different rules that people aren't uh, accustomed to will definitely separate me from other leagues. Um, by no means, I, I would encourage that person's wife to give them an extra $20, $25 to enter maybe another league right. because, you know, it's fun at being in, the, but if that can't happen, say nope. You got you got twenty five dollars. That's it. I'm like, well, I think the dynamic of my league, uh, you know, with the different set rules and the accountability of my owners and the accountability of myself uh, to restrain drama and, uh, uh, you know, like I said, the accountability uh, will appeal to many owners right. and. Uh, you know, my philosophy is of flexibility and striving for having a lot of fun. Um, owners will have a blast in the washed up league. And uh, for those listeners who are interested in okay. joining the league, feel free to message me with uh, letters of interest and fancy football resumes. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good idea. <laughs> if you want the cream of the crop. Yeah. So, you know, I just. Um, I just think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's so much more different. You know, keeper leagues aren't, there's not a lot of people willing to do keeper leagues and uh, be serious about fancy. So if you're, I think uh, you're a really serious fancy player and uh, want a different experience with some different rules. I think that I can uh, give that to you. So it'll be a lot of fun. Okay. Well, I would also say if anyone is in this situation, reach out. I could help <laughs> set up a kind of a scholarship fund to to help you um, be able to compete in both leagues. So um, anyway, no, Joe, yeah. we're kind of running out of time here, but I wanted to um, let's talk about. Um, oh yeah, let's talk about quarterbacks. Since a so, can you kind of talk about some quarterbacks that you are uh, keeping an eye out as we begin the. Um, Oh yeah, I got process, I got some breakout candidates for uh, this season. You know, I'm not I'm not afraid to share them. I, I think uh, so. A lot of these are kind of uh, uh, known known to the fancy football uh, man. So uh, I really love Kyler Murray. I know that was my guy last year. Um, right, yeah, I was, and you, uh, you know, with some him. new weapons and improved O line. Um, you know, I, year two in the system. I think he's set for uh, some breakout numbers, and uh, yeah, for sure. I'm with I mean, you, I'm with you, you know, on that one. Lamar's always nice. That's not really a breakout candidate. He was last year's, but I mean, you, you can't go wrong with Lamar. Um, it, I know a lot of people have been talking about how Baker might have a good year this year, and I mean, I I don't see it personally, but. Um, you know, he, he burned me last year, so I kind of have uh, something, a little uh, edge on him. So, uh, you know, 
Yeah, little yeah. Ba- so, little bad I know, I, there's been talk about him kind of bounce back here, um, but uh, yeah, okay. Kyler, Kyler's my guy on mine for sure. Yeah, if he could avoid um, any yeah. injury just because of his stature, oh, yeah. he'll be a well, real for running backs for now. So, if we want to talk about, so I had a, a list for you for breakout camps for a quarterback, running back, right receiver, and tight end. I could just say real quick. Okay. If, for the listener, yeah. So yeah, my big running back breakout would be Devin Devin Singletary. So I really think that he can take a step forward. You know, with uh, Frank gone, um, he he started to shine towards the end of the year last year, and uh, Josh Allen uh, starting to rise up too. And I just think that Bills franchise is heading the right direction. Um, I really like Singletary. Uh, wide receiver, I got two guys. One might be a little obvious, um, DK with the Hawks. You know, I think he's set right. for some good numbers, you know. And then this one's kind of a, you know, I've always been a fan of Nikhil Harry. I, you know, with, you know. Okay, wow. Yeah, we don't, we but you know football. Well, if I don't remember, I actually started him in a flex position last year, and he he had one reception for nine yards and a touchdown. So, yeah, he was a, <laughs> he wasn't a bad start for you that week. I yeah, think, I think that was his you know that was the only interview. reception he had all game after scoring in the first quarter. So, um, but I just you know I've liked him since his time at Arizona State. Um, I just think he's a. a physical specimen you know kyle, i know you love physical specimens kyle you know big big physical guys yeah um i think he could have a nice year and then my tight end was going to be Noah Fant. um you know him being yeah. in the system for a second year coming up with drew lock drew could have a nice breakout year um you know some more weapons and uh, I think that he can take a step forward as well. So, I agree. The I Broncos might be a oh. team. Mason, Mason's that means Mason's yep. team. Denver is Broncos be good. are seven, man. Uh, <laughs> that's right. So, um, yeah, bro. Uh, Dude, thanks that's for having me on. It was a blast. Thank you so I'm glad to uh, coming to on. Spend spend some time just talking. Football talking new league and uh, appreciate it, dude. I love that you're doing this podcast. It's a awesome thing. So, oh yeah, it's more. <laughs> well, not for your listeners. Pleasure, no, but, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, definitely. It's all for the listeners. Yeah, but. awesome, Kyle. Thanks, man. Anyway. All right. Yeah. All right, Thanks again. See you later. Bye. Well, there you have it, everyone. What a um, big announcement that was. Thanks again for tuning in. Um, just super excited to be doing this. Like I mentioned in the podcast, uh, next week we've got a great guest. It's Mo Roberts uh, joining us from El Paso. He's So he's been a great member of the league. I'm excited to hear what he has to say about fantasy and maybe a little about life too. So, again, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you.